0: Welcome to Daybreak Devotions, a podcast version of the daily radio ministry of the McLeansville Baptist Church with your hosts, Pastors Mike Barnett and Corey Cantrell. That's right, it's Friday fun day. Boy, the uh, rise and shine is uh, waking me up over here.
1: There is, as, as uplifting as Sergeant Carter is, there's just something about that Friday Fun Day intro that just... Well,
0: it's Friday Fun Day, and we're going to have a great time today. You know Friday Fun Day is always good, but today's a jam-packed edition of Friday Fun Day. We've not only got news of the weird, we've got some uh, hilarious jokes
1: to tell, but we've got some hi- this day in history as well. There is almost too much fun to be had in one fun day today. Well, we could split it up and do a special episode on
0: Saturday, but I don't know that it would be aired, so mm-hmm. I guess we'll just have to we'll have to do what we can with today. That's right. So thank you all for listening. Uh, another week is now in the books. That is hard to believe, and spring has sprung, and uh, we've, we've talked about that a lot this week, but mosquitoes have been everywhere and uh, bugs. I went out of the house Yesterday morning was a beautiful morning. I mean, the temperature was perfect. It's the kind of weather you'd like to have all the time. The only problem was there were gnats swarming around mm. the glass door. And I thought, this is February. They don't know any better. They don't know what's coming. When that
1: when that late March winter storm hits them and kills them all, they're not even going to see it coming. If gnats even live that long too late March, I don't know what their lifespan is. Well, it's probably only a day or two or three, but – yeah. Anyway, their offspring will get it. Yeah. Their great-great-great-grandchildren are going to be like, thanks a lot, Pappy. Well, uh, what should we do first? Would you like a little news of the weird? I think that would be a great way to kick this bad boy off.
0: That's right, folks. On this Friday, Fun Day Edition, it's 24 February, 2023. I've got a couple of weird news stories for you. I don't know that these are the most weird I've ever had, but they were weird to me. It's all that matters. And it might be the stories themselves are not as weird, but they might take us down the path to some weirdness. All right. Well, let's start with this. Foul Free, the title of the article. McDonald's debuts plant-based McNuggets. I know where you're going with this. Stand by. McDonald's McNuggets are going foul free. The Chicago-based fast food giant is introducing plant-based McNuggets next week. Germany will be the first market to get them. Here's the name of them now. McPlant Nuggets.
1: McPlant Nuggets.
0: I'm not making this up. McPlant Nuggets made from...
1: Somebody in the marketing department had a really bad day. It was a weird day.
0: (laughs) McPlant Nuggets made from peas, corn, and wheat with a tempura batter. Mm Mm-hmm are the second product McDonald's has co-developed with Beyond Meat, an El Segundo, California-based maker of plant-based meats. McDonald's has been selling a McPlant Burger since 2021. Now, before
1: I read the article any further, did you ever try a McPlant Burger? No. Apparently, this whole plant-based meat substitution craze, that's thats what's in right now. That's all the rage, as well, they're saying. Actually, the article says that this
0: is going to be a limited time test at nine restaurants in Stuttgart, Germany. Now, the one thing I will say about Stuttgart is we do have military base there. So maybe they're trying to get it to infiltrate in because the problem is the Mc, the, the McPlant burger did not do well here in the U.S. Mm-hmm. Um, European customers have generally been more receptive to McDonald's plant-based meat products than those in the U.S., the McPlant Burger is now a permanent menu item in the United Kingdom,
1: Ireland, Austria, and the Netherlands. Well, you know, we do have somebody in our close circle that has not necessarily a McDonald's variant of it, but that has dabbled into some of this plant-based meat stuff and is a huge proponent of it. Our very own Deacon Dean speaks highly of the Beyond Whopper. Well, I don't know
0: anything about these plant-based things at the fast food joints, but I, I will be the first to tell you. There are some really good veggie burger products out there. I mean, we had some at the house a couple weeks ago, and we don't get them all the time. We don't eat burgers all the time. And Mm -hmm. we eat turkey burgers probably as much as, well, definitely more than we do a veggie thing. But there are
1: some good ones. I am far closer to being able to try something like that now than I was five years ago. Um, I saw some Beyond Chicken tenders from this company that, they were, they were chicken tenders, fried chicken tenders, but they were completely plant-based, vegan, yada, 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 the whole works. And as I was watching the people that were taste-testing them, before they were told that it was plant-based, they were like, man, these, these things are delicious, some of the best chicken we've ever had. And then they were like, well, spoiler alert, it's not chicken.
0: You know, I had no idea this story would generate this much conversation.
1: That's what's weird about it.
0: Well, let me close it out. In the U.S., McDonald's ended a test of the McPlant Burger last summer without announcing any future plans for its sales. Hmm. Well, there you go. That's that story. Now, now it's going to get creepier. Oh, boy. Cold-blooded, abandoned alligator rescued from Brooklyn Lake. This is Monday of this week, the 20th of February. New York. You've been there. Mm-hmm. You've been to Brooklyn? Mm-hmm. Did you get any sleep?
1: Not till I got there. <laughs>
0: You've seen some of the lakes around New York City. I mean, just think lake in New York City, and that's enough to make you feel creepy. Yes. Well, it's no urban legend. An alligator was found in a chilly New York City lake on Sunday, far from the subtropical and tropical climates where such creatures thrive. The four-foot reptile was pulled from Prospect Park Lake in Brooklyn around 8.30 a.m. and taken to an animal care center and then the Bronx Zoo for medical treatment and rehab. You always got to get that rehab in. City officials said the gator appeared lethargic and possibly cold shocked. It was likely dumped as an unwanted pet. Hmm.
1: You better watch out, flushed owners. pets. You better watch out, owners. <laughs> That's right. There's a really angry white rabbit somewhere. <laughs> a revol-
0: let the revolution begin.
1: <laughs> so, anyway, we're the flush pet. <laughs> Should have got a sound bite
0: out of that. <laughs> anyway, uh, police are investigating. That's good. For years. Here, now, here's where it gets weird. For years, New Yorkers have pondered the myth that alligators roam the city's sewer system, even celebrating alligators in the sewer's day as an unofficial February holiday. I didn't know that. But I do know this. I know that that uh, the penguins of Madagascar, you know, they're, they're in the Central Park Zoo, and they uh-huh. have an alligator friend that lives in the sewer.
1: Well, I guess now that makes sense. See, all this time we thought it was turtles that were being trained in the arch of the ninja. That we're living in the sewers of New York. Oh, the
0: turtles are there too. Don't get, don't,
1: don't. Just because they're not
0: mentioned here, sightings like Sunday's help keep the urban legend alive. But experts throw cold water on the sewer theory. Alligators aren't suited to the sewer system's frigid, toxic environment. They say. Well, yeah, but you know, with evolution, you can adopt. That's anything. just
1: what they want
0: you to think. Exactly. Well, there you go, ladies and gentlemen. That's this week's news of the weird. So uh, be careful if you go to New York any time of year, but it uh, seems like if it's cold weather, they're probably coming up out of the sewers, and it could be a little more dangerous in the wintertime. Well, with that story, how about I share some additional information on alligators?
1: Oh, that would be
0: And speaking windy. of alligator crime, hmm. what happens after an alligator commits a crime? No idea. You call an investigator. <laughs>
1: investigator
0: (laughs) well hey what do you call now the crime is usually started by an alligator what do you call an alligator that tries to stir up trouble what an instigator (laughs) you know speaking of alligator facts i i read that alligators can grow up to 15 feet but for the life of me i've never seen one that has more than four That one took me just like a split second
1: longer than the other two.
0: Apparently, it took the whole crowd a second. They were recouping. They had to take that breath. Uh, By the way, on this topic of alligators and and whatnot, do you know the difference between a bathtub and an alligator? No. I would advise you not to take a bath. (laughs) Well, 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 how about this? Do you know the difference between a crocodile and an alligator? I do not. Well, one will see you later and the other will see you in a while. <laughs> oh, boy. Well, enough of that nonsense. Let's get on to some serious stuff. Yes, let's. Oh, by the way, to the listener, we're going to Psalm 119 here in just a little bit. I think uh, verse 41 through 48 or somewhere around there. Uh I might have those verses wrong. But we are going to the scriptures here in just a few minutes. But we do want to spend a little time today educating everyone on this day in history. Now, I think I'm right about this. And maybe I can be fact-checked. Maybe I should have fact-checked myself before I brought this up. But I believe, and this is a serious thing, no joking, this is a real serious thing, but I believe today marks a year since
1: uh, Vladimir Putin began the war in Ukraine. I can't speak dogmatically to that, but that does sound like a pretty accurate time frame. And you know, that's one of those things that we know it's going on, but I I don't, I think
0: after 20 some years of war in Iraq, Afghanistan, we as Americans just kind of got accustomed to, well, yeah, there's war. There's always war. Mm -hmm. And and we we tend to overlook that. And I I know that if there's people that are following it more closely, there's been a lot of tragedy and so forth. But uh, just hard to imagine that that's been a year now. Honestly, a lot of wars don't go that long. And, you know, these conflicts will start up and go a few weeks or a few months and then they're done. But, man, this one's just been crazy. But and I'm not on top of all the information, but I, I think it's pretty, pretty safe to say that Ukraine has put up a serious fight. I mean
1: just the fact that they've lasted a year. I mean I th- against the the Soviets against Russia. Yeah, I mean that's that's nothing to shake a stick at. I mean that's that's impressive their resolve especially with just the the way that that invasion and everything just kind of took place. Um you would have you would think it resilience.
0: You think they'd be just
1: wiped off the map sort of yeah. sort of thing. Well, that that happened
0: uh a year ago, 2022. Now In 1990, 1990, Associate Pastor Corey Cantrell was born. Yes. At about 7
1: p.m. Oh, it's not time yet then. It's not time, but we are. Well, that would
0: explain why I wasn't ready to sing Happy
1: Birthday. We are gearing up for the arrival. Oh, yeah? You got big doings? No, I mean, but like this time in 1990, my parents had big doings.
0: This time in 1990, what was I doing? I was. uh, Finishing up 8th grade, I think. Huh. Yeah. So anyway, um, well, I got one more this day in history fact for you. We don't do this every week. Matter of fact, we rarely do this. But I want to talk about the Andy Griffith Show. We rarely do this? Rarely do this. Hmm. I mean, if you look at all the Friday fun days so far this year, you could say it's rare we talk about the Andy Griffith Show. We rarely do
1: this on Daybreak Devotion. There you
0: go. Well, anyway, so... We actually have the anniversary of an episode of the Andy Griffith Show today, and it is, it aired on this day, February 24th, 1964. That would be season four. And it was entitled The Song Festers. And then this one, Barney Fife is the only tenor in the Mayberry Choir, and they're about to go into a competition. Well, Barney's not that good. And uh, ends up the the, uh, choir director. How can I not remember the choir director's name? Anyway, ends up the choir director overhears Gomer Gomer Pyle outside changing the tire uh, in the in the roadway. hears him singing the uh, song and decides that he needs Gomer in the choir singing the part, not Barney. And well, there you go. The song festers, and it's a it's it's one of the best episodes. It's just full of laughter, full of emotion. It's a lot of life lessons in there. Barney's got to swallow his pride. A lot, lot. It's a good episode. So today's the day. To watch the song festers. But uh, to get you in the mood for that, we've got a little bit of a sound bite uh, of this. By the way, trivia, a little trivia for you. In this episode, the scene of the choir singing, Andy Griffith's wife, Barbara, actually makes a cameo appearance. Oh, really? Uh, she's a blonde-headed lady in the choir. Um, it's also the episode in which we get this fact revealed, that Mayberry is a town of approximately 2,000 people. Huh. And uh, Barney's voice teacher... Eleonora Poultice is played by Miss Rita Shaw who also portrayed Big Maud in the Convicts at Large episode. Hmm. So after Big Maud got rearrested, rehabilitated, she come back to Mayberry, changed her name to Eleonora Poultis, and became a voice instructor. The more you know. That's it. So, I think we've got a little bit of a soundbite yes. of uh well, you be the judge should Barney have done the solo or not. <laughs> Very good.
1: So here's my observation of that. Of course, Barney is no Gomer, because Gomer does Santa Lucia very well. Yes, he does. But it almost sounds like the actor, Don Knotts, is actually probably a very good singer. Because Mm -hmm. he's not just terribly off right there. And for somebody that can carry a tune very well to... To try to, you either have to go so far to the extreme that it's really bad, but he's not horrible right there. So on the one hand, shout out to Don Knotts, great acting skills to to mask a pretty clear talent, but uh, Barney was definitely good to take a back seat to Gomer.
0: Well, if you ask Thelma Lou, she'll say that she loves Barney, uh, she wants to marry Barney, she wants him to be the father of her children, but he can't sing a lick. <laughs> But, yes, in real life, Don Knotts was a, a pretty fine singer. And, in fact, that was a common pastime on the set of The Andy Griffith Show to have Andy and Don uh, singing, a lot of times, old hymns. Huh. I think they sang some other stuff, too, just full disclosure. But th- there was some of that, too. And there are episodes where Barney harmonizes really well with Andy, just like the one I was sh- talking to you or giving you a snippet of before we started today. Mm-hmm. The vacant one vacant chair. Mm-hmm. They did a good job together. So, anyway... Well, it is time to move on to the scriptures, I believe. And we've got enough time maybe to get something done here on this Friday fun day. Actually, I was wrong on the verses. We're going to be in verse 49 through verse 56 today. Verse 49 through 56. And let me introduce this this way. I'll read the first verses. Remember the word unto thy servant, upon which thou hast caused me to hope. This is my comfort in my affliction, for thy word hath quickened me. As I was reading this uh, this passage of scripture, and again going over it this morning, uh, I ended up or yesterday I ended up writing the uh, devotion for our church folks from this. And let me share with you just straight from my notes that I made on this. Just begin thinking about all the obstacles, the detractors, and the troubles that come at us in life, and and that's by the way part of what you'll see here in this entire section. But the list is quite long, and every implement of distraction, discouragement, and dysfunction which the enemy of our soul can assail us with, make no mistake, he will launch it. Sometimes living in this world of evil is reminiscent of driving by those trees in the winter when the leaves are gone and the branches are bare, and there are 20 to 30 buzzards perched ominously in the branches, just sitting there staring, watching you drive by, looking like all they need is for you to make one bad step, and they will pounce." Now, I'll stop right there with uh, with reading those notes, but in this passage, he's going to mention a number of troubles and a number of problems that come against him. I think the point that I want to bring out at the beginning here is that there are, and we've said this this week a couple times, everybody has troubles in life, and then the one that's really pursuing the walk with God is going to have this extra layers of problems because they're going against the grain of the society, secular society. But another point to make on that is, that even when just the simple life problems happen to us as followers of Christ, it is like that picture of the buzzards. Those evil spirits are waiting for a chance to pounce on that. In fact, what probably brought that back to my mind, the image of the birds, was this morning when I got here and I was backing into the parking space there here at the church and I saw on the parking sign, a, a, a big old crow. Now it wasn't a buzzard, but it's a big old black crow, and it just sat there watching me back in. And I may, and I thought about that same thing. Those buzzards in the trees. Mm-hmm. It's like he's just waiting for me to get here so he can he can catch me at something and and just you know. But of course, the crow ended up flying away. But Satan's minions and demons do not necessarily do that. They are they're waiting to pounce on us. So it can be something minimal, like uh, somebody says something to you that doesn't set well or you started down the road and realized you forgot, or, case in point, you had recently, you, you get all the way to school and find out that you don't have your daughter's lunch, Yep, and so it throws your schedule off. Those seem like such minimal things, but depending on where we are spiritually and how beat up we may feel, those can turn into major uh, beachheads for the enemy to come in and attack our spirit.
1: Sure, because they, they drop our guard from where, okay, I... I'm going to stay focused. I'm going to stay focused. And now those little annoyances come in. And now your spirit, it, it, it snowballs because oh, I'm going to be late. Now I'm going to be delayed here and I'm going to be delayed here. And I had margin. I had time. But now all of a sudden, and you're spun up and you're frantic on the inside, which is the, that's the perfect ground for the enemy to come in and wreak havoc and just keep building and, and pouncing on.
0: Well, let me go back to my uh, my rendering of this in the devotional. The psalmist gives us three major troubles that we will all face in life, and, and the three that he is particularly facing as he writes this. He mentions affliction in verse 50. This is my comfort and my affliction. He mentions antagonism in verse 51. He says, the proud have had me greatly in derision. And then in verse 53, he mentions anger. He says, horror hath taken hold upon me. Now, I was doing the word study on that, and that's where I understood that as anger. You know, I read that sometimes, and I think of fear. You know, we think of horror as fear, but the word actually means for the face to be lit up in a glow of anger. And so he's 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 got this situation going on, affliction, antagonism, and anger, and you can almost see the pattern of assault going on here. The principalities and powers of darkness that are watching and waiting and sometimes instigating as well, for the affliction to come, they're waiting for that to happen in our life, the forgotten lunch, the flat tire, the somebody said something wrong, some difficulty that causes us to feel like a failure, an outcast, or like life will never be good again, and then they pounce. The harassment of accusation, the slander, the pouring gasoline on the fire of discouragement, so the roaring flames of depression set in, the entire plan, the whole purpose behind it, is to get us so angry at life, at other people, and perhaps at God, that we just give up and walk away. And I think that's what he is experiencing here when he mentions all these things. There's whatever the affliction is, the problem, that gets him kind of started. Then the enemy starts antagonizing him in this. And before long, he's facing anger in his heart. Now, does that sound foreign to us? Not at all. <laughs> Everybody listening knows what that pattern could look like. Yep. And we know it's wrong. You know, that's the thing. We we If we have committed ourselves to a walk of faith and following the Spirit of God, if the Spirit of God indeed dwells in us, we know it's not right for us to give in to that, and yet we still do.
1: But that's also part of the heaping that the enemy does because you get spun up and you get angry, and then the thought comes, man, I know better than this. I shouldn't be like this. This is ridiculous for me to be that way. Then you start beating yourself up because, man, I call myself a Christian. I call myself a follower of God. I, I should be above this. I should be past this. Which, again, is just further fuel and further animosity. I think the benefit of calling out the reality and understanding, listen, people on the way of the devout heart, this is a real struggle. This is, not, this is not something that you are going through because you're a loser or because you're a failure or you're weak. This is the reality of life, and so rather than beating ourselves up, let's get re-strengthened and refocused.
0: It's that warfare. We've talked about it this week and, and other times. It's the warfare that comes to those who decide, to seriously follow God. That's what he's facing here. But it's not just the trouble. And, and and I want to say this, what will help us in times like that, of course, is our brethren, our brothers. That's another reason why church is so important. I, I was reading something this morning. I don't remember now where I was at or what I was reading, but it just brought me back to the importance of, of gathering and how we need that in our life. But the point of Psalm 119 is to continually bring us back to the power of God's word to actually be our help and our our deliverance in all this. So we, we can thank God for the repetitive and unfailing source of scripture in our life, and that's what he keeps coming back to. So the answer to all the afflictions, antagonisms, and angers of our life is, back at verse 49, the word upon which God has caused us to hope. So the psalm teaches us that our way must be defined by obedience and conformity to the word of God. Through the scriptures, God offers us as a defense to the afflictions. He offers us the comfort of the spirit. Verse 50 says, this is my comfort in my affliction for thy word hath quickened me. The reason I say comfort of the spirit is because thy word hath quickened me. The quickening is the work of God's spirit in our life, but he does it through the word of God. And so we thank God for the comfort of of the Spirit of God that we get through the Scriptures. That's the answer to the affliction. So the problem, whatever it is, there's comfort for us in God's Word by the help of the Spirit. For the antagonisms of the world and the enemies of our soul, God's Word offers us the endurance of truth. He says in verse 51, the proud had me greatly in derision, yet have I not declined from thy law. I haven't declined. I I was looking at that word. It, when I first saw it, I thought of the word endurance. I thought, well, he's not, he's not giving up. He's not backing up. The word actually has the meaning of to not fold. Uh, we go camping, and in the Old Testament, you'll see this word used sometimes to talk about pitching the tent or unpitching the tent. Hmm. But what he's saying is, is that because God's word is in me, I have the endurance of that truth. I don't have to pitch my tent. I don't have to fold. I don't give up. I can keep going. Then, for the anger, which is that horrific flare up of our dark side, that man, that thing that just lingers inside of us, that ugly part, well, we have God's word leading us to the joy of worship. Verse 54 says, after he mentions the horror that hath taken hold upon him in verse 53, he says, Thy statutes have been my songs in the house of my pilgrimage. And you see there that the word of God leads him to worship of God. There's joy that comes to his heart. Singing comes from a place of joy. I think even sorrowful, lamenting type songs are only sung because deep down inside of us there's a joy that that abides
1: yes and that that comes back to something we say so many times even in church you know well i don't feel like singing well singing is actually a great gift to us that we rob ourselves of the the fact of singing especially when it's scriptural songs brings our heart out of whatever is causing us not to feel like singing and it is a wonderful blessing to bring that hope and and that renewal of joy so we
0: close with this encouragement to you this guy knew the value of receiving promises to live by we often call those life verses And every one of us, we need to find those scriptures that will really speak into our life that we can hold on to and cling to because there is going to be spiritual warfare for those who decide to seriously follow God. And when you have the promises and you're facing the problems, you realize the importance of the disciplines in our life. Uh, He knows the invaluable role of spiritual disciplines to keep his heart aligned. And I tell you, that's what we encourage you to do as we close out another week of
1: Daybreak Devotions. Thank you for joining us all week long. Have a great day, and we'll see you next week. thank you for joining us on today's program. We hope that you'll tune in with us each and every day right here on Daybreak Devotions as Pastor Mike and I will discuss various topics in God's Word. If you've got any questions, comments, we would love to hear from you at daybreakdevotion at gmail.com.